but then we remember the voice of truth, God's promises on my life, God's promises on your life, that I'm a child of God, a son of the king, the king of the world, who will forever reign. I was created in love, by love, and for love. He has an amazing plan for my life. Those voices of truth would say, I'm here for a reason. I might not be enough, but I'm more than conquerors through him that loved me. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd, and we want to encourage you to keep reaching higher and go further in your walk with Jesus Christ, and above all, to never ever give up, but to keep moving forward in Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a very exciting lesson today. Talking about God's presence being within your life. We know it's going to be a blessing to you. We want you to know that you are a blessing to us. And if this podcast blesses your life, we want you to encourage you, invite you to subscribe to it, and then invite all of your family and your friends to be part of our podcast family. Again, thank you. Let's jump into it. Today's message. Today's message is a question. How shall God's presence come to me? Oh, it's a good question, my friends. Let's look today at 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 3. Awesome. Verse 3, so they set the ark of God on a new cart. Let's jump to verse 6. When they came to Nashon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to steady the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen had stumbled. Verse 7, then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. Verse 9, David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? Verse 10, so David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. Verse 11, the ark of God remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all of his household. I have a question today for a title, and that is, how shall God's presence come to me? How shall God's presence come to me? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today. We praise you. We lift up the name of Jesus Christ on high. Give us ears to hear the word of God today and a heart to receive it. Help us to grow in you, and I'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. In our story, David had just become the king, and he wanted to bring the Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant, back to Jerusalem. It had been stolen by the enemy, and David longed to bring it back. So let's, right off the bat, let's realize that David's motives are pure. He wants to do a good thing. Why? Because the Ark of the Covenant 
which contained Aaron's rod that budded, contained the Ten Commandments written on stone with the finger of God, and it contained a jar of manna. This symbolized God's word, God's provision, and God's miraculous power, signs, wonders, miracles. And so it represented the very presence of God being with them. So David wanted it back, and it was a pure motive. It was a good motive. It was a good thing, bringing the ark back to the city of David. The ark represented God's presence, and they wanted to bring it back so the glory of God would be with them again. But here's the thing. If we go back and read, you'll see that when David wanted to bring the ark back, it says that he consulted with captains, with thousands, with all of these people. He consulted with everyone and everything, but he didn't consult with God. Because the Bible says that there is a strict and stern commandment concerning the ark. It's only to be carried by Levite priests. It is not to be put on a cart. It is not to be drugged by a cow or a mule or whatever other kind of beast of burden. No, it is to be carried by the Levite priests and them alone. And they broke this word of God. And because of that, a man died that day. And I think we've all been where we are growing cold in God and we don't feel his presence like we did before. And to the children of Israel, nothing was more important than the ark of God or the presence of God. And today it's the same for us. Nothing is more important to the child of God, to the Christian's heart, than the presence of God being within us. Nothing is more important than God's presence moving in through and around us. Why is this so important? It's, be, it's important because when we are walking hand in hand with the Lord, when his presence is with us, our lives will be in order. We will experience God's best. We will experience God's peace. We will experience God's joy. And we are more prone to walk in the will of God if his presence is living and active within us. Let's look at what Paul said about this. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17. He said, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, the presence of God, there is liberty or freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, that's God's presence. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. How shall God's presence come to me? I want to give you a few points today about this subject. And number one, a thankful heart before God invites his presence. Amen. A thankful heart before God invites his presence. Do you have a thankful heart today? Do you have a thankful heart today? Psalm 95 verse 2 says, Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. Now, we've talked about this before, but it bears repeating. It's amazing how in Scripture, giving thanks and praise are linked together. When we come before him with a thankful heart, his presence is near. Ezra chapter 3 verse 11. With praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord. Notice again, thankfulness and praise go hand in hand, and God dwells in the midst of that. Psalm 9, verse 1, it says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all of my heart. When you give thanks, when you're a thankful Christian, God is close. 
God is near. God is a comfort when you have a thankful heart. Number two today, prayer ushers us into God's presence. How shall God's presence come to me? By prayer. Prayer is the gateway to God's presence and power. Prayer should be the most important thing in our lives. But too many times we go to God in prayer and instead of starting with a thankful heart of praise, we go to God with a bucket list of complaints. That's not prayer, folks. That's just having a bad attitude. No, we need to be thankful and we need to pray. If that's our attitude, his presence will be there with us. Now, my wife and I started our church six years ago, and I want to be honest with you. We started this church six years ago, and the most disheartening thing that Treva and I have gone through is watching people being led by their emotions and their own will and not by the Word of God and not by prayer. We have seen people literally destroy their lives because they were led by their emotions. When you are led by your feelings, listen, I backslid once and lost my life, lost everything because I was led by my fickle emotions. When you are led by your feelings and emotions, you are not praying. When you are led by your feelings, even with good intentions, you are not praying. You are not seeking God's will or his presence and the results in your life at times just as it happened in mine the results in your life will be devastating folks I know what I'm talking about I know what I'm talking about I don't know everything but when it comes to this I know what I'm talking about and part of praying part of being a person of prayer is submitting your will to the will of the father part of prayer is submitting your will to the Father. Be someone that prays. When you pray, God's presence will be near. Number three today, a heart of worship brings God's presence. It invites God's presence. Trials and problems are going to come, aren't they? It's just part of this life. Trials and problems are going to come. Trials and problems should not stop our worship. When we get our eyes on trials and problems we take our eyes off of the lord just like the children of israel did but here's the thing troubles and trials should not dictate our being thankful troubles and trials should not dictate our prayer life and troubles and trials should not stop our worship hebrews chapter 12 verse 28 and verse 29 since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable let us be thankful and please god by worshiping him with holy fear and awe for our god is a devouring or consuming fire listen to what nehemiah said nehemiah chapter 9 verse 5 and verse 6 Stand up and praise the Lord your God, who is from everlasting to everlasting. Blessed be your glorious name, and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. Verse 6, you alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all of their starry host, the earth and all that is in it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven will worship you. 
Oh man, wherever you are right now, you ought to just do that. You ought to just lift your hands and you ought to just praise him right now. Man, I dare you to do that. Just do it. Number four today, God's presence is more near to you. And this is going to be tough, folks. Nobody wants to hear this. I don't want to hear it sometimes. Number four today, God's presence is more near you when we die to our flesh. Ooh, that cuts. I'm going to say something very hard, and some may not receive this, but it's the truth. If we are not willing to deny ourselves, we cannot be a Christian. We must love Jesus Christ more than our moms. We must love Jesus Christ more than our dad. We must love Jesus Christ more than our own life. You must be willing to die for Christ. I'm not talking about a physical death, and you may have to do that. I'm talking about dying to self, dying to our own emotions, dying to our own will, dying to our own selfishness. Listen to me. You're either a slave to sin or you are a slave to Christ. Now, we hear people all the time, you know, talking about if you become a Christian, it's just going to be some beautiful, rosy life. No, my friends, that is not true. Accepting Christ will cost you an easy life life man some tv preachers they wouldn't want me to come preach because i'm going to tell you the truth but it's true even if you are persecuted have failures you feel lonely you must continue to follow christ you must be willing to die daily it's sad and it's tragic but some people who call themselves christians will one day hear the words depart from me I never knew you, and they will be eternally taken away from the presence of God. If you love your life, if you love your sins, if you love the world, and you don't want to change, you cannot be his disciple. Did you hear me? If you love your life, if you're consumed with being led by your emotions, if you love uh, your sin, if I love my sin, if we love the world and the things of this world and don't want to change, we cannot be his disciple. And the presence of God will not be upon our lives. Folks, I want his presence. I want it more than anything. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 said, And you will seek me. And find me when you search for me with all of your heart. All of your heart. All of your strength. All of your mind. Seek him and serve him. We've got to be hungry for him. We've got to be hungry for his beautiful presence in our hearts and lives. And we've got to seek him with all of our hearts. Not some of our hearts. We've got too many Christians today that are some of our hearts Christians. No, it's when we seek him with all of our hearts. That means to die to self. Let me show it to you in the word. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24 and 25. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have nailed the passions and the desires of their sinful nature to his cross and have crucified them there. What is that talking about? Dying daily. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit's leading in some of our lives. Nope, that's not what it says. 
It really says, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Every part. Matthew 10, verse 37. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. That's hard, pastor. It's only hard if we don't want to surrender to him. It's not hard if loving him and serving him is our heart's desire. It's not hard if his presence means more than life itself. How shall the presence of God come to me? This is why Paul and Silas could lift their hands and praise God after being beaten and thrown into a prison because the presence of God meant more to them than anything else. This is why Mary Magdalene loved the Lord with all of her heart and followed him even after she saw him die on a cross. This is why the first century church, who was so severely persecuted, kept following him even in the persecution. They loved his presence. My friends, are you hungry for him today? Are you hungry for his presence? Are you hungry for more of God? Are you tired of this life? Do you want to get alone with him and just get full of the Spirit of God? I just want to invite you to give all of your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and let God transform your life. Are you hungry for him? Are you hungry for the presence of God? How shall the presence of God come to me? The presence of God comes to a thankful heart. The presence of God comes to a prayerful heart. The the presence of God comes to a heart that is on fire with praise and worship. The presence of God comes when we die to self. When I'm thankful, when I pray, when I'm a worshiper, when I deny myself, then he can live through me. Then his presence is going to be a reality in my life. Lord, we praise you today. and Lord, I pray that someone hears this message that needs to hear it and that their life is transformed through the Word of God. Lord, I pray that you would create a hunger in people's life for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my goodness, this this lesson was such a blessing to me, and I hope that it was a blessing to you. If it was, please invite someone to our podcast to be part of it, be part of our podcast family and subscribe. And until next time, may God's greatest and his best be yours in the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of glory, the King of kings, the eternal God made flesh. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.